Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where every week I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? Together, we'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. Quick disclaimer here, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hello everyone. I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. Today I have someone very special to me in the studio, one of my best friends ever, my bloody soul sister. Uh, I've realized actually just then, I feel like when I when I think about what I'm going to say for people, I'm always like, what, you know, what can I say? My sister, my friend, my blah, 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 blah. And more often than not, I'm saying like my wonderful friend and my wonderful this. And I feel like that's like a little bit of a gratitude moment for me there. Like I've had so many wonderful, amazing friends and you are one of them. I'm very excited to have you in here with me. You are one of those friends that I just not even one of, you are the friend that I think I've never laughed so hard in my life with. Um, I love you. Peyton, oh. how's your head? Well, now I'm just going to cry. That was so <laughs> nice. Um, I agree. I feel like we've laughed a lot. Yeah. Um, my head is at the moment okay. Okay. Yeah. I would describe it, this is a weird analogy, but as under construction, it's like a construction site. Yeah. Like it wasn't doing very well. But now I'm getting help and it's like not doing great yet, but it is getting there. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. That is a good analogy. Yeah. And I like, that's probably the most honest answer I've had on this podcast. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. So under construction, right, what have you been doing to help yourself kind of go through that? What are some things that you do? Okay. One thing I do, and I don't think this is a good thing, okay. but escape ism yeah via tv show okay sometimes when it's just like a lot's going on my head's just in a bad place I'm like I can just slip on some one tree hill pretend I'm the Peyton in that and just like escape <laughs> it works for the name yeah but other than that music yeah just listening I can just like lay on my bed and listen to music and just it, I think music helps me not think about anything else like I just think about the lyrics yeah and so like present yeah like makes you quite present yeah and yeah. even if the lyrics aren't relating I don't relate myself to them I just think about what the person singing is going through okay and I am lucky enough to live with my goddaughter Mila yes and I just go and play with her she yeah. you just like can't have a bad time when you've just got like a little one and a half year old smiling and giggling all the time as you would know with Frankie yes oh my it's gosh just the best it is really hard to be sad when you've got a, a little kid around yeah. you isn't it because they they're just, just so full of life <laughs> yeah yeah oh I love that and like I know you said like escapism I guess watching a tv show is probably one of the healthiest ways to do that obviously we know there's there's a lot of other ways to uh, experience escapism. Yeah. Do you find that that is just maybe like a comfort for you rather than yeah. something negative? Like I feel like you can look at that and be like, that's just something that you like 
to do. It's something yeah. that makes you feel nice. True. Yeah. I feel like maybe I just have it as a negative because like screens are like, there's a lot of They're like, everywhere. You know, yeah. I've got one right in front but of me yeah, now. True. <laughs> but yeah, it is a comfort thing. Just yeah. like, I know these characters. I like them. <laughs> I honestly, I'm telling you right now, I understand that 100% because Stratos, my partner, he always goes, why are you watching Friends again? Again and again. And I've watched it like five times in a row, like yeah. all the way through. I put it on every morning while I'm getting ready. It's a comfort. It's, it's nice. Comfort. And to be honest, it's only been recently that I've been quite um, kind to myself about that because I was the same. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I'm like distracting myself or I'm just watching this or that. But I actually think it's if that's what makes you feel nice in the morning or whenever you're watching it and the night when you're winding down, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's so true. There's a lot more like worse off things you could be addicted to than a TV show. And also some TV shows genuinely make you feel that like almost like you're a part of it, you know, oh. like it's like something in your life where you're like, I actually, yeah, like you appreciate it. <laughs> in lockdown, I watched Grey's Anatomy, the whole like 16 seasons in like a month. Jesus. And I remember like <laughs> I mean, what else would you ask <laughs> me like, oh, like what's going, like how are you today? And there were times where I would kind of like be like, oh, I'm having like a bad day. Because, like, a character had just died. Like, I was immersed in that. Yeah, wow. That's uh, that's lockdown for you, yeah, though, isn't it? Yeah, that is lockdown. Like, I think we all got wrapped up in, like, TV shows and just... But now, thank you for turning that negative into a positive for me. That's okay. I mean, I just think you don't need to be as hard on yourself with that, like, saying that it was something negative. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, I think you. that that's nice. And if you find comfort in that, then that's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. So that, yeah, I'm going to say that is my go-to coping mechanism then okay so tv shows, TV shows music, music sorts of kind babies. of babies <laughs> babies lots of kind of outlets mm. like that do you find does anything like mindfulness or gratitude or exercise or any of those things come into it for you at the moment exercise is a I mean exercise have an interesting relationship yeah i finally like bit the bullet in november and got the kick app and oh my was God. doing best app the, by Best the way, a little shout out. If you don't have that, get it. Like yes. it's so good. So good. And the food on there is incredible. Yeah. But I was doing the zero to 5K running program. Awesome. And I went on four runs and I was like, I'm feeling myself. This is like, am I going to be a runner? <laughs> and then I had to get my appendix taken out and I couldn't exercise for six weeks. And then it was Christmas and then it was summer holidays. But I am back at work now. Yeah. And exercise, I, I like the thought of it. I'm like, I do not want to do it. But yeah. once I'm doing it and afterwards, I feel so much better. So that is a little goal that I've put on my vision board inspired yeah. by you. Oh, so thank you. Yeah. Exercise is a good one. Yeah. I just need to get in the mindset to actually just get off the couch, get away from my shows yeah. and exercise. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like that is something that a lot of people will resonate with because life does get in the way a lot of the mm. time or we feel like it does, right? And there's something like getting your appendix out. That's massive. Like that's surgery. You're yeah. out for quite a while. You're recovering. Of course it's going to be hard to get back up yeah. and try and do that again, let alone on the holidays. Like no one wants to do anything on the holidays. Yeah. It's the holidays, right? Exactly. Like you don't have to. Like holidays are for that's eating great. chocolate and cake. A and million percent. And gingerbread and ham yeah the ham <laughs> yes <laughs> no but I think that's like that's good and that's again like a really honest and realistic way to look at it because a lot of people probably experience the same thing where it's like all right 
I need to, I guess, maybe even change something in order to make something else work. So like you said, change the TV show. Can you like exercise while you're watching your TV show? Yeah. Maybe that's probably. Like- a good I could. Like, halfway I could and then do you get like, both. <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I mean, I, I could don't just know. have it on my laptop while I do a little kick floor routine. Oh, kick floor routine. We love them. We love them. All right. Something I wanted to really, really talk to you about. This is something that is like, I don't know why. It's like, it's such an interesting thing for me. And I don't know if that annoys you as my friend, but I introduced you to someone a few years ago, probably oh. like three years ago. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Right? And that person was quite religious, right? And I know you didn't grow up religious. I know it is in your family background with your grandparents and stuff, as, you know, so many people have that yeah. where, their, where their grandparents are quite religious and go to church and everything else. And I know that you found religion a bit later on in life. We were probably, what, 22, 21? I think, yeah, 21, Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I want to know how... Like, I feel like that was a really pivotal moment in your life from, like, my perspective looking in, really pivotal moment for you. How does being a part of a religion and, you know, practising religion affect your mental health or how did that help you? Yeah. I think for me personally, there's, with believing in God and the Bible, there's something about them being, they don't change for me, like I read scripture, I believe what it says about God and it's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. It's like a, a solid, firm foundation. Yeah. Whereas I, my feelings and emotions fluctuate, how I feel and what I think one week can be like the polar opposite the next week. And having like relying on something that isn't like that is really comforting. Yeah. Like putting my yeah trust in Jesus who... Yeah, it doesn't change. He isn't shaken by the things I'm shaken by. He isn't yeah. worried about the little things I'm worried about. And I find a real peace in that. Yeah. And there's a quote by an author, C.S. Lewis, it says, life with God isn't immunity from difficulties, but peace within them. And I find yeah. that to be so true. Like being a Christian does not mean life is amazing and that things just get fixed or anything like that. But it is there's someone bigger than you that you can turn to that can give you peace. And I think also hope. Yeah. Like my beliefs are that one day I'll come face to face with Jesus and I'll be with him forever in eternity. Yeah. Where it'll be there'll be perfect harmony and I eagerly await that day. And so sometimes when things are a bit crappy here, I'm like, oh, one day this won't be a bother to me. Yeah. One day I'll be in a place where things are perfect and there are no tears and there is no pain. Yeah. And that hope kind of gets me through the little little parts of my life that I find hard. Yeah. And I think also just the community. I was going to ask about the community. community yeah. in, and that community isn't always perfect, as mm-hmm. nothing is, but there is a feeling when you, like, come into a room with people that all believe the same stuff that is really comforting. But I also find heaps of comfort in my friends who aren't Christian. Like, yeah. we don't have the same beliefs around that and a lot yeah. of our, my close friends don't. And, yeah, I still find comfort in those conversations as well. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the main takeaway would be just there's something bigger and more important than me and that kind of lifts the weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I really like that. I I like 
you know, the thought of having that constant in your life, especially like you said, because maybe sometimes your emotions are fluctuating and there's something that you can go back to Mm. and that hope that, you know, no matter what happens, there's something else there for you that you can go back to. And I know there's obviously so many different um, belief systems and I guess we can all apply that mm. to whatever we believe in. So I yeah. think, yeah, that's that's really nice. And I was, yeah, going to ask about the community side of it because I feel like that has been a massive thing for you as well, being able to be a part of something like that. Do you find that that's maybe shaped your identity? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, yeah, my identity now is like a Christian first. Yeah. And I think that can be like in a world where my world where a lot of people aren't Christians, that can be a bit hard sometimes. And so I think having people and friends from church that can relate to that is quite comforting. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously like we grew up together. I probably should have said that at the start. (laughs) We've known each other since we were really, really young. And then that I obviously saw such a big shift in you when this happened. And I think a lot of people ask me, you know, is it different with Peyton now? Because you were in kind of, a space that I, to be totally honest, am not super interested in or, you know, I've got my own belief system and that's fine. It's never been something that's come between us, which I think is really, really good because a lot of people have said to me, you know, was was that hard or was that, you know, did you find that your friendship changed? But it hasn't at all. No. You know, you're able to just accept one another and we've actually had some really wonderful conversations about it as well and you've opened my eyes up to a lot of things too. Um, And I'm just really happy because I think that it has been such a great thing for you. Like you have really, I don't know, I feel like you have much more of a sense of who you are and what you want. And I just, yeah, it made me me happy that you found that. Thank you. But I agree. I feel like we have had some of like some, we've gotten to like a deeper level of conversation. Yeah. Because we have maybe differing ideas or thoughts. Yeah. And I think it's, I think we in like the church, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the whole church, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes we just like miss the point when we can't just sit and have a discussion and just be like, we disagree and that's fine. And I feel like that has been really beneficial in my faith, having friends that are willing to like discuss it and not just be like, yeah. no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. It's been good. Oh, good. So you talked a little bit then about like your emotions. I know obviously at the start of this episode you said you were okay at the moment. I want to know a bit about your resilience or about a time recently maybe when your resilience may have been tested or you had to show a really high level of resilience. Okay. I do have one for this. And okay. it's current <laughs> at the moment. Not, the not moment, like right this second, but <laughs> yeah. in lo- this season that I'm in. Yeah. Um, so it sounds a bit heavy, but it's a good story because it, it's got resilience in it. Cool. Um, but having found like a good psychologist recently and kind of delving into what goes on in my head, there's I'm having to do a lot of relearning of things I believe about myself. And so one of the main ones and the hardest ones are for as long as I can remember, so like 20 years now, every room I walk into, whether it's work, church, family, a group of friends, a party, I hear an audible voice in my head that says, you're disgusting, everyone hates you, no one wants you here. And that, it just, my brain just thinks it. Yeah. And that sends me into a bit of like, that makes me a bit anxious, a bit 
tense. So then I go into the scenario and I talk to people and sometimes I'm really quiet or my anxiety maybe manifests in I just don't shut up and I just talk and I can feel myself interrupting and saying stuff that isn't relevant and then that makes me even more anxious and that's been like a pattern and I've kind of gotten used to that pattern. I'm just like, yep, I can just, that's a pattern, that's life. But now that my psychologist is telling, well, she's told me that to kind of change this thought pattern, you need to relearn what you think about yourself. So the challenge is to every time you have a negative thought like that, stop and think of something positive. So whether that's if I walk into a party and think it's okay, they invited you here, they obviously want you to be here, they like you. Mm. So I have to think that. But at this stage, I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. But I have to think it enough times that that thought overtakes a negative thought. And it's really hard because I used to just get used to just this negative thought and just moving on. But now I have to sit in it and think about it and try and overcome it. And it is so hard. And it yeah. sounds crazy that just thinking a thought is hard the energy it takes to sit there and try and convince yourself that the friend they invited you to the party likes you or that you're welcome in a room yeah, is really draining. And sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe it's just easier to stick with this negative, just to stick. I'm like, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm doing fine in air quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am being resilient and I'm like, no, I just need to do this. It's going to be hard work for a little while, but eventually once my brain learns to believe, like this other thought overtakes a negative one, it'll be so worth it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Nice. I feel like <laughs> I can resonate with that and I'm sure a lot of other people listening to this mm. will also be able to Super resonate. Super common. Super common, right? And maybe not in exactly the same way, but that sense of being worthy to be somewhere, that sense that, oh, my God, does anyone even actually like me? Am I wanted here? I've totally had yeah. those feelings before as well. And I think, number one, having a good psychologist, that like that's invaluable, isn't it? Having it someone that you best. can actually be really open and honest with and, and find that person. I say it on here quite <laughs> a bit, but if you have that opportunity, please oh, take it. Do it. Do it. But really, you know, that link to self-esteem or being self-conscious about talking too much or not talking enough or I think, you know, leaving a conversation and thinking I was too much or I was not enough or why did I say that or why did I do that or why did I do this? I feel like all of us have done that at some point and understanding or even like the first step of just recognizing the negative thought and overtaking it is huge like you've made that first step already of being able to be like no I am going to retract what I've just thought and think about something else and I know you said oh it, it it shouldn't be hard but when your mindset is is stuck on in one way where, you know, it is just automatic to think negative. And again, I feel like so many people are in that. It is an effort to go, actually, stop. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. Here's a positive spin on things. And it's okay. I think like it's okay to have the negative thought initially, but the most important thing is that you kind of retract it and go with something else. And that is 
That's a huge first step. People, I feel like some people would go through their whole lives without even thinking about that. Yeah. And having a bad day and continuing in that, like you said, negative way because that's the easy option. Yeah. So I feel like you should be really proud of yourself for that. And I'm very proud of you as well. Thanks. And I feel like for a lot of years, I did think this, like no one else goes through this. Yeah. And then it wasn't even until like memes started becoming all the rage. And I've seen so many like memes with just writing about like people, yeah, leaving a conversation and thinking about it for the next year yeah. of how they said this one thing. Oh, And just even reading so that, like, oh, <laughs> so, like, it's actually so much more common. Yeah. And like the things that we suffer in silence, I think, yeah, a lot more people deal with what we deal with. Like yeah. everyone just, yeah. We're all going through something similar a lot yeah. of the time. And that's, I think that ties into Maddie and I just spoke about that last week in the, the last week's How's Your Head? And she was saying, you know, the advice she would give herself when she was 18 was just to you know, no one actually cares, oh, right? Yes. No one's looking at you. Everyone's too busy thinking about themselves. And again, we're back with that because yeah, so many people would leave a conversation and maybe you haven't thought a single thing about what they said, but they've gone home and been yeah. like, what did I do? What did I say? How did I do it? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like just our, I think our focus is so much, yeah, on ourselves. Yeah. And we spend, yeah, so much time just critically looking at ourselves and analyzing every single yeah. thing that we do yeah and yeah. it's like maybe if we just took our eyes off ourselves and just looked around yeah we'd realize that everyone is also doing the same thing mm. and also talking and about it and that's you it, coming yeah. on here yeah. so thank you and bringing that up no, and being willing to share that because that's all it takes is one person to like you said you've seen a meme and you've gone oh my god I'm not alone in this yeah like that's a meme yeah. That's it. All you needed was to read something that other people have shared and commented on and liked and you've been able to be like, okay, maybe it's not just me. Yeah. And that's that really important thing of finding comfort in other people yeah. and talking about it and being open about it. So yeah, if you I do anything like, this week, do that. Yeah. Talk about something that makes you uncomfortable. And I feel like, yeah, this would be a much harder thing if I really thought, no, like, oh, my gosh, I'm the only one going through this. Yeah. That would be so much more depressing then like, oh, like it sucks, but I'm not alone in this. There's yeah. other people going through this as well and it's quite nice. To it's nice <laughs> to know. suffering. <laughs> no. We're all dealing with something though. Like no yeah. one's perfect. No one is going through a perfect life or perfect mental yeah. health. Like there are always ups and downs. It doesn't matter how much money you have or what you do for work or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, that's life. Yeah. So start chatting about it. Yeah, thank you for sharing it with that. friends. Yeah, definitely. So, I know recently you've had a lot of changes with your mental health, mm-hmm. um, and I know that there's been a few things that you've been diagnosed with. But I want to know how that kind of getting answers in that way, whether that has helped you, whether that made you feel relieved, whether that made you confused how did you go with finding out about some really integral things about yourself you know at 26 years old Mm. it was weird I mean yeah going I mean I self-diagnose on Google so I'm (laughs) like TikTok we all do (laughs) yeah we all do it and so like going into this appointment with a psychiatrist I was like I know what I'm gonna get out of this and then her giving me something completely different I was like oh okay I thought I knew myself. Yeah. And now at 26, I'm learning something completely new about my brain. And for like half an hour, it freaked me out. Yeah. I was a bit like, oh, like, what does this mean? But 
It was when I went to my appointment with like my psychologist to kind of debrief what um, the diagnosis I'd been given. Yeah. It was the biggest relief of my life. Just, and I guess it depends how you're viewing your mental health. But for me, I mean, when I went into that psychiatrist appointment, she said to me, like, like, what do you want to get out of this? And I said, I just want you to tell me that there's something I can do. There's a treatment I can have. There's a medication that will help me and I don't have to live the rest of my life how I'm living right now. Getting a diagnosis and a psychologist saying, yeah, well, we can work on this. We can do this, this and this. It was just like, oh, really? thank you. Yeah. Like, and just knowing now and being able to think critically, like if I do something or react a certain way, I can be like, oh, that makes sense because that, like I can, I can make sense of my mind a lot more. And I think that old saying, knowledge is power, yeah. is so true. Once yeah. you know about yourself and you know what's going on and I feel like you can have more empathy towards yourself, you can, yeah, give yourself a break a little bit and not use it as an excuse. Like I don't, you can't excuse bad behaviour or like it's not an excuse, but just like, oh, I actually reacted to that situation because my brain works like this. Yeah. And I, I haven't really learned how to like live with that yet and work with that yet. So it just gives you that bit of understanding. Yeah. And I feel I have more power over my life now than I did before. I love that. That's amazing. And I think, like you said, knowledge is power, like the beauty in getting answers and actually, I guess, understanding. It's just Mm, understanding understanding about, like you said, why am I reacting a certain way? What's going on here? I guess there's a whole conversation that we could probably have about women being diagnosed with certain mental health conditions as well because Mm. – I think it is quite a hot topic at the moment anyway, but that is something that we know is probably a lot more common for boys and men just because of um, the signs and symptoms that they generally look for for certain conditions, right? Was there any part of you that was like frustrated that it took till 26? Yes. Yeah. And I remember like years and years ago, I would have been like 18. Yeah. I went to a doctor once, one of many times where I've been to a doctor being like, something's not right. Yeah. I need help. And one of this doctor I went to, his advice was go home and take a warm bath and just calm down. <sighs> and like no. back then, yeah, I, know, I was so angry. And I've had similar, and I don't know if I've just had bad luck with doctors that have just kind of been like. So. Medical <laughs> I, misogyny I think it's just, is a yeah, thing. Yeah. Like where it's just like, oh, you're just like having a bad day, you're having a bad week. And now that I'm doing so much better in the two months, like just just two months of like knowing what's yeah. wrong and being able to get proper help, I'm doing so much better. I'm yeah. like, I can't believe I've lived, spent so much of my life feeling the way I have Yeah. when all I needed was just some one person to actually look at me and talk to me and figure it out. Yeah. And it's like it does feel a bit like lost years a little bit. Yeah. But... I mean, I've still had a wonderful life. It's not like I didn't, but I just, it's made me feel like now I'm like, I need to just, now that I know and that I can, I can just like really grasp life now. Yeah. And I guess my advice to everyone now is like, go, like go to a good doctor. Like I recommended my doctor to like five friends. Yeah. Because I'm like, like go to a good doctor and get help. But in saying that, I'm like, I went to a doctor for 10 years and got no help. So it's yeah. like finding a good doctor 
and someone to actually listen. And I find our healthcare system, well, when I was like going to different doctors, it was a lot of bulk bill doctors because I was like a young teenager with no money. Yeah. And sometimes when you're going to like a five, like you can't just go to a five minute bulk bill doctor appointment. That just failed me a lot. Like I feel like you need to have a doctor that you can go to and sit and really flesh it out. Flesh it out. Yeah. But it is a it is a great privilege that I was able to do that. I realize that yeah. that's not everyone's. It's yeah, and that's reality. That is unfortunately something that I guess we do need to work on yeah. in Australia. Vic and, Gov, if you're listening, yeah, if you're uh, tuning in today. <laughs> um, but yeah, huge, huge thing finding a finding a good doctor and someone yeah. who will actually listen. And yeah. I'm really glad that that um, you know was something that you were able to do. And again, like I know we we talk a little bit of smack about it, but we are lucky to have, you know, mental health plans and things that we're able to access in that way. So if you are someone listening to this and you're thinking like, I'm a bit on the fence about it or I'm not going to go until I'm feeling really bad, whatever it is, I know there's so many reasons why people don't use those services. Just go and bloody do it. Just do it. Just do it. I, for so long, like recently, like for the last year, avoided it. And it got to a point where I was feeling so bad that Casey, my friend, had to come in with me to the doctor yeah, to talk. Like she had to explain what was going on with me. And uh, like my next appointment, my doctor was like, why why haven't you come? And I was like, first of all, fear. Yeah. But second of all, I was like, I've been going to doctors for so long. <laughs> yeah, and had no answers. Yeah. yeah. So don't give up yeah, on that either. If you're yeah. someone in that situation and maybe you're like, I just feel like no one is listening to me. Yeah. Keep searching and keep looking because you yeah. actually do deserve to get the answers you that you're after. And you deserve to have a life where you're happy yeah. and you're not constantly just like a slave to your mental health. Yeah. Amazing. And I think you you talked a bit about there about being really empathetic towards yourself now. Mm. I mean, after kind of having that understanding, I think that's that's massive too. Like be nice to yourself. Okay. I've got a couple more for you. Yeah. God, I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> I can't just stop. Um, the last time you felt really proud of yourself. Okay. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll make me cry and then I'll it's sob. Fine. We're, fine. Whole thing. we're fine. We're fine. Last time you um, felt really proud of yourself. So this one is a bit of a weird answer. Yeah. Because I don't know if proud is the right word, but I'm just going to go with it. Go with it. It's your make your own rules. <laughs> and who's going to stop us? Um, I'm really proud of the friends I keep. Oh, I nice. have had some real. I have some really good friends. There was a time in lockdown. You remember where you helped me in a mental health crisis that yeah. probably saved my life. I have my friend Casey, who again in a mental health crisis helped me. And then I have a few really quality friends that when I sit with them and we chat and we can have deep conversations. Like a few months ago, you, you and our friend Alana, we sat and just like talked about life and stuff we'd struggled with. Yeah. And I remember after that night being like, that was oh, like what good, a good chat we had and like how nice it is to have friends like that. And I yeah. think like if I look at my life, the proudest thing of my life and the thing that I'm most like, the thing that I prize above like everything, Jesus, but also, yeah, the company I keep. And I yeah. don't even know how I got so lucky to yeah. have the kind of friends I do. I feel like that's a reflection of you as a person as well, though. Oh, thanks. You know? What's that saying? Like, you're the company you guys stuff up so many oh, things. you're the something of the five. You're the, 
You're the, oh, you're like you, the product of the company. No, no. <laughs> anyway, I know it I though. I think it is a reflection of the type of person you are. But also, I guess that just highlights the importance of having a really good support system. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, even if you don't feel like you've got those friends, there's, there are people out there for you and there's services yeah. and there's organisations that dedicate their time for that as well. Yeah. So knowing that you're not alone ever. But I totally agree with that. I remember that night with Alana that you were talking about and I also left that being like, how good is it that we can just be so open and so honest and really have just a chat about everything and, yeah. and our mental health and it's okay. Like I know that you, neither of you would ever judge me or, you know, yeah, you're always going to be there for me. So, yeah. And that's like I turned 26 not that long ago. You're turning 26 soon <laughs> and I'm definitely freaking out about it Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I feel old. <laughs> We're late but 26. There's, I've been able to like, I feel like one thing of getting older is like maturity and friendship and I'm like at 16 I'm like, I was Things talking change. about not <laughs> mental health. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so like getting older and I think you're like the amount of friends you have like slowly decreases as you get older just because life gets busy. Yeah. But just having like friends where you can have this conversation and everyone's mature enough and you can just be honest and open. Yeah. I just feel like it's a real like there's it's a real good part of growing older. I it think. is. Yeah. You really find that kind of quality over quantity yeah. thing to be true don't you like yes yeah and oh. you know that I mean I know life happens and maybe this isn't always the case but I feel like my friends all the best friends that I've got now like they're for life now yeah. you're not getting away from me yeah no. <laughs> you know like that is it you'll never get rid of me. and how special is that oh my god I would never want to <laughs> don't leave me <laughs> yeah it's a really special feeling and it's yeah. really it's a nice it's nice to be loved tell your friends that you love them yeah let people know that you love them yes Absolutely. Every you day. always, that's a, you are really good at that. Oh, thank Every you. Every time we hang out, when we leave, you always say, love you at the end. <laughs> and for a really long time, I couldn't say love you back yeah. to anyone. Yeah. I have like saying that, but recently I've learned to say it. Yeah. But I always have like, if I, if someone says like, tell me about Monica, one thing I would say is that every time I leave her company, I've left feeling loved and she just oh says God, that little reminder because it's really nice. Like hearing that you're loved is such a special feeling. Yeah. And just as like the single friend, <laughs> yep. it's just nice to like be like, oh. Well, I do. Someone I love you. Me. So I'm glad that you feel loved because it's true. I wouldn't oh. say it if I didn't mean it. I bloody love you. Love you too. Oh, oh. I didn't think I was going to be the one to <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that I'm just so amazing. Amazing <laughs> that I just make you cry. Okay. The final question. Yes. We're here. So I know you've got multiple. Yeah, so I've got songs three. that get you up and about when you're feeling down. Okay. What are they? I had 10, but I have oh cut God. it down to three. <laughs> yeah. They're all a bit different vibes because sometimes you need a different vibe. A million percent. It is old time rock and roll. Old time rock and roll. Yep. Great. There's Sweet Dreams by LaBouche. Is that that? I'll probably know it if I hear it. Yeah, I think you definitely will. Mm -hmm. And then Sticks and Bricks by A Day to Remember. Okay. Can't wait to add these. Okay. Well, that, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much okay. for coming in, traveling all this way, coming to hang out with me, coming to record. I appreciate you so much our many 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 years of friendship so much and honestly I think I would be bloody lost without you oh. so thank you for coming in thank you for being so open so honest and sharing all of that I think this was a wonderful episode 
Thank you for having me and okay. for creating a space like this. I feel like I benefit so much from your How's Your Head episodes and I think oh, it's thanks. what you're doing so cool, man. Thank you. Like, thanks, Ella. Try and give it up. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you want to stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me on the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM underscore podcast on TikTok. Thanks guys. See you later.